This podcast sponsored by Prime Super. Straightforward superannuation solutions that empower you to grow, manage and protect your wealth and retirement income. That's Prime Super. Go to primesuper.com.au to learn more. Nurses, police, teachers and other emergency and key services workers are feeling the squeeze of Sydney's property market boom. University of Sydney researchers have found the city's overstretched housing market is locking key workers out of home ownership. I'm joined by co-author Professor Peter Phipps to find out what impact that has on nurses and inner city communities and how the issue can be addressed. Thank you for joining me, Peter. It's a pleasure, Dallas. The study said there is evidence to suggest that high house prices and rents are pushing out some of Sydney's key workers. What areas are experiencing the the biggest net losses? Uh, The the, the net losses are are occurring from the inner parts of um, Sydney, but also in the middle suburbs. So over about a 10-year period, we um, measured between a... um, 10 and 20 percent um, loss in in most of those inner and middle areas, but places like Parramatta, which had um, one of the highest losses, over 21 percent of um, key workers had uh, left that particular part of the city. So it's it's an inner and middle ring phenomenon, and um, it appears that the uh, key workers are moving to outer parts of Sydney, but also to areas outside Sydney, like the Central Coast the Hunter Valley and the Illawarra. So what do the property and rental markets look like for, for nurses, particularly enrolled nurses who are who are the lowest paid of the workers in the study? Yeah, for in, in, enrolled nurses, uh, there's really, in terms of home ownership, there's really no parts of Sydney that are left that are affordable. And by affordable, we mean making... Um, payments that um, aren't more than um, 30% of their income. And the closest area we can find where it's affordable for an enrolled nurse is actually in um, Cessnock in in the Hunter Valley, which is obviously a long way away from many of Sydney's hospitals. The study also identified a a growing spatial mismatch between where key workers live and and work generally. Uh, What what impact is this having on on their daily lives and on their choices surrounding things like transport to and from work? Yeah, I think um, for a lot of um, key workers, and as you pointed out, especially enrolled nurses, uh, people are just having much longer commutes. So commutes of over an hour each way um, don't seem uncommon. And we know from a variety of research that that length of commuting, particularly if it's in a motor car that um, the person's driving themselves is pretty stressful, probably not great for their own health, but also um, has some pretty negative impacts on perhaps their social and family life because they're Sometimes, you know, leaving home in the dark and um, you know, coming back when small children might, might be in bed. So in terms of promoting a healthy um, life-work balance, those very long commutes aren't, aren't really very positive, I think, for nurses and other key workers. What impact could losing key workers from inner city areas have, have on the people who remain on those communities? Well, well, I think there's um, there's a there's a couple of issues. One is I think they become more boring communities if you've really only got in the inner city of Sydney people on high incomes. 
Um, I think one of the great attributes of any active city is um, the mix of people that might live in your city. Mm -hmm. And if we're just um, surrendering those inner city areas just for enclaves for the rich, I think life in those areas is probably going to be much more boring. The, the, the other issue, obviously, in terms of how the whole Sydney community would work is if people are experiencing long commutes, the chances of them participating in the workforce might decrease. And like we know on a world scale that there's a, a shortage of nurses across the world, um, putting factors like long commutes in the, into, the, in, into the mix of people considering a career in, in something like nursing might put some pressure on the ability to staff many of Sydney's large hospitals into longer term. So that's um, you know, an issue that I think is also important. You, 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 you want to make sure that it's as easy as possible for people to um, have a, a good, active and healthy life and participate in working in the nursing industry. What should policymakers do to improve the housing opportunities for key workers to, to keep them in the inner city? Yeah, well, certainly in our, in our report, we've identified five pretty what we think are pretty straightforward options and and one of them is something that we're calling um, inclusionary planning and this is a strategy used in many other large cities across the world like Sydney where for large developments you mandate that a certain proportion and it could be 10 to 20 percent of um, dwellings in those large developments um, are accessible for people on lower incomes so you're using the development process as a way of ensuring some mix in price outcomes for those new developments. And that's a strategy used in many world cities like New York and London. Um, we've been doing a little bit of that in Sydney to date, but only in a few parts of the city and on quite a small scale. And we think that should just become business as usual for development in Sydney to ensure that People like key workers have got better access to um, the parts of the city where they work. Thank you for your time, Peter. Uh, it's you know it's my pleasure. All, all, all the best.